0: It's
1: Cofield and Company on ESPN
0: Las Vegas. I am Steve Cofield. Come on
1: and do it with me.
0: The tight shorts typhoon. I'm like a a leaf blower. I'm like a wood chipper. I'm like a, a blender on puree. I need you. I am Steve Cofield. 351 pounds, allegedly. Even if he does look like Eric Gregg ate James Tony.
1: Now I'm very angry. With Steve Cofield. Every single one of you are going to get punished by God. You cannot escape God. It's Christ.
0: All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour, Friday, 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 Friday. Cofield, Ari is in the Finley Toyota Studios. We got the big five on the way. We're going to talk to Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the Rams, Raiders Rams, tomorrow night after uh, plenty of fisticuffs in their joint practices. So Jordan from the Athletic will be joining us. We'll get you an update on the latest with the uh, tax story issues with taxes from the past with the Raiders. That's coming up. In about 20
1: minutes. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five.
0: All right, let's get into it. I think we have a special guest, but I'm not sure he can hear me, so I will uh, move on. <laughs> I got you. Without it. You got me good. Okay. Yeah. Adam Hill was off today, and he texted us like an hour ago. He's like, I have to come in. I have to come in. <laughs> All right. So... What's up? Not
2: much. Good times. It's a crazy getting ready for a crazy weekend here in Las Vegas.
0: Uh, you actually took off today because you were completely immersed in the world of wrestling, I hear. Yeah, and
2: then I got to drive in here and, and listen to some good breakdown of uh, wrestling, which uh, is
0: my favorite <laughs> thing. You know, it's my yep. passion. Well, just in case you're going to show up for the Big Five, I wanted to make sure that I could have a serious wrestling conversation <laughs> with our buddy, Big Mac. So really interesting on the VGK front. I didn't realize uh, either one of these situations uh, was uh, unfolding or had already closed. Did you see that Ryan Reeves' Summerlin house is up on the market? He's got it listed for 1.2 million dollars. Uh, also something I did not know: uh, Flurry uh, got the hell out of town quick. He had a home in the Ridges. Wait, Reeves' house is 1.2 million. Flurry sold his for 8 million. <laughs> wow.
2: Which just tells me that Ryan Reeves' house uh, nine
0: years ago was probably worth about $150,000. Uh, well, he bought it. He actually bought it for seven seventy five dollars because he, he wasn't here that long ago. But uh, it sounds like a nice house. It's uh, 3,000 square feet, and uh, they describe it as having one of those three-panel sliders to showcase the contemporary indoor design, and oversized pool yard beyond. I love the sliding doors. I need a house with the sliding doors.
2: They're great. Isn't that uh, that the Kingsbury setup?
0: Oh, that's right. How good did his house look on the NFL draft? That's right, Cliff Kingsbury. That was incredible. That's the the dream house right there. Well, if Reeves gets the asking price, he's looking at making what here? About $425,000 in a little over three years. That ain't a bad investment. No, he knows what he's doing. I mean,
2: it's... Listen, anybody that bought a house here at any time in the past, I'm sure you're very excited about what the housing market is right now. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Not as good as Flurry's, though. Although I don't know if on the paperwork they spelled Flurry's name right.
0: Oh boy, what's the issue? They have the Blackhawks screwed it up multiple times now.
2: They threw. I mean, they threw out the uh, you know the locker room with the jersey photos, and the jersey of Flurry was spelled incorrectly. It's just, it's not not a good look for your new superstar.
0: Number four. Well, in Reeves' house, and certainly Flurry's house that he sold, I would assume there's a gigantic entertainment room with lots of TVs to watch football, especially college football. I want you to listen to this Paul Feinbaum <laughs> exchange, where Feinbaum's talking to a caller who apparently throughout the day really likes to throw down the brewskis. On an average summer night, a hot August night, how many Bud Lights would you grab and throw down?
1: Yeah, football night, man. That's when I knock knock 'em out. I know it sounds stupid, but it would go. Well, you can't drink it. I don't give a rat's butt what they fight. I knock out twenty four, twenty five a, a football game pretty easy. So,
0: so Larry, uh, you're telling us, uh, you know, game starts at 2.30, whatever time you go to bed, you will have consumed 300 yeah. ounces oh, beer. of beer? Yeah, so? Man, you're only talking about... Larry, Larry I 40. don't want to sound like a urologist here, but that's going to be a busy night, is it not? Wow, the comedic stylings of Paul Feinbaum. Is that? That actually, that actually doesn't sound that crazy to me. No. Um, I Over a full day, could, could I do like 18? Come on. I mean, th- those beers go down pretty easy.
2: I think you can do more than 18, but uh, here's, here's the-, the thing. It's being reported as this guy said that he drinks 24 or 25 a day during college football season.
0: That's not what I heard.
2: I heard he drinks it during one game.
0: Oh, that's oh, okay. I, I thought it was during all-day Saturday college football games. He drinks that during one game?
2: That's what it sounded like you said to me. Now, I also am very intrigued that if somebody tells you they drink 25, <laughs> 25 beers during a game, that your first thought is the the urine issue? Like, I, I think I think there's other pressing concerns.
0: Like, take away his keys and make sure it doesn't drive to go to a post-game uh, drink a at a bar? Yeah. Or liver? <laughs> well, <I think>, given <laughs> mean, he's doing 25 beers on a college football Saturday, the liver is uh, done. already.
2: Your the the urination is like
0: concern seven for me. Finebaum went right there. I I kind of I kind of like it drinking beer. Mix you know you're clearing out your system all the time. You mix it with a bunch of water. And, you know they always talk about that urine flow chart. Uh, like at, at football with football programs to color of your pee. So you get a lot of water and beer, and it's going right through you. That's a good they, way to lose weight. Stay hydrated. That's, hey, you want us to be hydrated. There you go. Top three stories. Number three. All right, give me your take on the potential breakup here of Max Kellerman going bye-bye from Stephen A. I mean, I got to say, we have talked about this a bunch, that it was coming.
2: Sure. It was going to happen sooner or later. Um, You know, I saw, I think they were joking, but I saw one person say this is the perfect opportunity for the show that Stephen A has wanted all along. Stephen A and Stephen A.
0: Right. Kind of like the, uh, have you seen the mashup of uh, Skip going against Skip? Of course. Well, Stephen A is the same.
2: I mean, conflicting takes every day. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. Don't you badmouth my guy, Stephen A. Oh, sorry. It's not the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Well, it's definitely the hot take in Brace Debate. They came up with it together on their show. Listen to Stephen A here as he kind of dances around the the dealio. So uh, just to set this up too, we love to play... Audio from First Take because we really don't do radio uh, like they do TV. We're not, you know, I'm not going to say not crazy and off the wall, but they do a lot of low hanging fruit stuff, which is actually really good. And it gets me thinking sometimes, like, hey, I didn't think about that. Um, so we love pulling their audio. But there's been a lot of cases where Stephen A has just like shut down Max or even just said to him, like, dude, you're not going to be here much longer. I'm like, whoa, okay. So that's why this is not a shocker that Max is being pushed off the show. But Stephen A can't exactly say what's going on here, but he was on a podcast. And listen what he said
1: first of all i'm not at liberty to discuss whether he's leaving or staying because espn uh is is handling that on their end what i will tell you on a personal level is that those reports about me disliking max are an absolute lie um i actually got a lot of love for the guy i think that he's incredibly smart he's intelligent and what have you
0: but that can be the case adam but you know from listening to sports radio, especially, but also knowing about sports radio behind the scenes and people that we know and shows we've been around, there is a shelf like for a lot of show combinations. At some point, you can like someone, but you can actually start to dislike doing a show with them. Oh, sure. That's definitely possible. I mean, I feel like how long have they been doing it,
2: though? Like, I, I feel like that that develops over years, right? I, I, I feel think like been they... together
0: five years at least. Okay. Okay. I, I was, right. it seems to me like it was like two, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, Golick and Greeny obviously at the end, uh, the, you know, the rumors were they weren't even talking to a, to each other during the breaks. And then ever since, basically outside of Golik Jr., Golik's family has you know, been taking subtle shots at ESPN and Greeny, So sure. they weren't getting along at the end. Uh, here's a little more on, I mean, I think he's trying to be nice about issues with Max, but uh, we'll see if it's believable.
1: He has a way of doing things. I have another way. Um, He equivocates a lot. Obviously, he's very, very intellectual, and he wants to show you how knowledgeable he is, which is a a strategy that a lot of people use in the debate format. I'm the kind of person, I don't give a damn. Here's where I stand. This is the reason why. Deal with how I feel.
0: (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know. Wait, did he say what Max? So Max talks too much. I think it's more...
2: I, this is the, what I take. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Some, I don't. I. I will freely say right now. I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, I think what he's trying to say is that Max argues intelligently and makes points that are you know cerebral and thought out and rationed to where it's tough to argue back. And Stephen A. like, I just yell because I'm right, and like that's that's how I that's how I debate
1: like I I guess so as a result of that sometimes that appears a bit combustible and you get that uh but I can assure you if he stays on the show so be it if he departs it'll be because they have other things that they want him to do uh that he's more than qualified to do on an elevated level and you know if he stays he stays if he goes I wish him nothing but the best damn
0: if he stays he didn't exactly say please stay max I love you, brother. Going back to your last point, are you suggesting that's what our show is? That you argue with logic and reason and facts, and I just like to scream and yell and say I'm right? No,
2: I don't think so. I mean, I think that's, I think more in my, you know, in my real life over this. I, this is, it's very weird because I actually was accused of this this weekend, and I was like, I don't, this is, like, I, I don't understand what the attack is. They're like, you present points that are, you know that are difficult to to dispute, and it's not it's not really a, a good argument. And I was like, that well, sounds like what you are supposed to do,
0: isn't it? Embrace debate. That's
2: your debate style. <laughs> I, mean, I guess the debate style is right? leaving no room for debate. I guess I don't <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it was listen. It was weird when I had the conversation this weekend. It's weird now. It's weird to hear Stephen A. talk about it. But I think you you hit the the most important point, which is not if Stephen A. would have said. You know, if he stays, I would love it. If he's gone, it's because they have something better for him. That's one thing. What he said is,
0: if he stays, he stays. Like, okay. Clearly, you don't want him to stay. It's Stephen A's show. I I think it's going to be really interesting who they find to fill the role. I actually think it's going to be a rotation because, one, anyone like Max, uh, who's going to be a two on the show, is basically signing up to be a punching bag because Stephen A just said it. Like, I don't want to go back and forth in an argument. When I say something, you know, (laughs) <laughs> like, but it's in face debate, uh, so I think they're gonna have a rotation, which is gonna be really interesting. Billion percent have to have women as the two on the show, and I would highly recommend. Hey, Molly Carams wanted to get in on the conversation. Make her a two. Let's go. Which will be really interesting for Stephen <laughs> A. arguing with a woman if his attitude is the same as it was towards Max, which he was very dismissive and condescending and threatening towards Max. And then I think trying to mix and match with athletes. Oh boy. What's going to happen there? Does, does Stephen A. actually want to have former football players across from him debating with him?
2: You don't want that smoke.
0: Uh, can I audition? Probably not. I mean, you know the answer. But <laughs> okay. I don't. I think if if Max's shelf life was five years, you know how long yours is. <laughs> five months? minutes. the first two arguments. He he would. Well, you know, obviously what I do now is I will argue with you, and then oftentimes I'm like, okay. It's time to move on. We're, we're, we hit the wall. We went back and forth four times. Yeah, he would not tolerate you. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get in there, but listen, Stephen A is the star of the show. I'm sure they're going to come up with something really good, and it'll continue being a, a good show. And I like Max Kellerman, whatever role he's in. He's, I'm sure he's going to be in a bunch of different roles. Big Mac? A very talented guy. Uh, pro- no. <laughs> Top two stories. Number two. Colin Kaepernick is in Madden again. He is right ahead of Justin Herbert, which I think you're probably going to like. We know what this is, though, right? Like, people are getting pissed off about it. How dumb are people? You want me to answer that, really? <laughs> I mean, this. come on, folks. This is an absolute work, an absolute troll. Um, it's clear what they're doing here. This is a good way to get attention wait, to the game, and especially wait, oh, from the anti people. Hold on. Can
2: I use people's argument back at them? Like, how dumb is the argument of Super Bowls and things like that? Oh, he's yeah. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Uh, how many how many Super Bowls have Justin Herbert led his team to? So, uh, Super Bowl is all that matter. You know, I don't, that's a good one. I don't believe this. Yeah. But that is the, you know, pe- that people like, if people out there like to say, well, if you haven't won the Super Bowl, you're nothing. Or if you haven't taken your team to the Super Bowl, you're nothing. Okay. Well, let's, let's hear that argument back. Because it's ignorant. It's stupid. But that's what it is. Now, Colin Kaepernick has had you know more success in the NFL than Justin Herbert he's shown that he's a better quarter better quarterback than Justin Herbert Uh, he also hasn't played in like five years so uh, I would imagine that Justin Herbert right now is a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick Uh, but you're right it's if you just throw him in the game and you don't have him better than certain current players then what is the you know nobody talks about it if you make him better than people ah, it sparks debate Ah, let's Let's see how it is. Let me go buy the game now to see how it really is. Oh, okay. I mean, that that's what this is. It, it's marketing, as you know. It's obviously that's where they're going. Uh, but it's also there is some cases to be made that, it, that it's accurate. I mean, Colin Kaepernick at his
0: best was better than Justin Herbert was last year. Number one. The top story uh, heading towards the game tomorrow night at SoFi. Listen, the offensive line is a, a big one. I don't know who's playing. Uh, Adam, are you hearing the same thing, that they're not going to suit up about 25 guys?
2: Yeah, uh, and John Gruden has said all along throughout training camp uh, that they were looking at those two scrimmage days, those two practice days, as their exhibition game this week. Uh, they treated them as the game. They, they played it, you know, first stringers, uh, got their reps in. That was their game. Uh, so does it change anything that they were cut short? Maybe, maybe you put a couple guys out there that you didn't expect to put out there because uh, they didn't get to play their whole uh, their whole time. But uh, to me, like that's what they were looking at it as. They were looking at their their practices and their their scrimmages against the Rams as their
0: game. So the offensive line work against the uh, Rams and the joint practices was important. Colton Miller, after the practices, uh, was talking about rookie Alex Leatherwood on the opposite side of the line. I remember back my rookie year, it seemed like bullets were flying, and um, you know, just something you just got to like breathe and sort of see everything but you know football is what it is at the end of the day and uh, he's done a great job of adjusting to that and really learning and uh, improving each day and um, he's bringing the right mentality for sure yeah. Who's the uh, new center he's been on the team for a couple of years but now he's taken over for Rodney Hudson uh, what did he have to say about James? No that's that's it that, you know to take to see if he can still keep taking that next step like he's been doing through camp. Um, Obviously, the, the the biggest thing with all centers is, is um, just being able to see see the fronts and and, and know where we're going to be going. Um, that's that's the biggest thing for centers. And he's physically gifted, and, and we've been we've been on top communication wise. So uh, yeah, he's been making great steps. Adam, what's been the uh, the feedback so far? Practice and the joint practices and the one exhibition game. Check that. Uh, preseason game. I think that's what they want to call. Uh, what's been the feedback so far on Leatherwood and Andre James?
2: Um, I, I think both of them had okay moments, uh, especially in uh, in the in the preseason game last week. Uh, both of them had some struggles. Uh, I thought Andre James had a pretty difficult time and in, in looking back at some of the some of the reps uh, had a pretty difficult time with the with the power rush with the bull rush in the middle of the field. Um, that's something he's going to have to work on, and that's, again, not against elite competition. Um, Leatherwood, I thought, at times looked really good and at times looked like a rookie, uh, and I, that's probably going to happen as well. I, I think, you know, even uh, Tom Cable kind of talked about it when he was discussing him, uh, when you know, in, in his uh, the one time he had spoken to the media this training camp, he said, listen, we, we love this guy. We think he's going to be great. But when you start a rookie tackle, you're going to have rookie moments. So we're yeah. prepared to deal with that, especially early in the season. And I, I think... You know, that's something they're gonna have to uh, to deal with and and just be okay with. Uh, you have to take the good with the bad. You're paying a guy uh, a rookie contract instead of the biggest right tackle contract that's ever been signed, which is what they had last year and a guy that didn't even get on the field very often. So um, they're gonna have some rookie moments to deal with, but I think for the most part they've been pretty pleased with his development. He's certainly experienced. he's uh, he's he's definitely uh, looks the part. Uh, he's got a, he's had a ton of college games at a very high level. Uh, but it is an
0: adjustment to the NFL and that's gonna be slow Richie incognito got beat up in the uh, joint practices so Richie incognito not playing tomorrow so who steps up um I think there's I mean there's a group of guys
2: uh, I've talked about uh, cotton has looked great in the reps to me uh, he's a guy that you know I thought has gone out there and um you know they haven't talked a lot about him he hasn't gotten a whole lot of first or second team even uh, reps but uh, he's he's been a guy that every time I see him line up and go head to head with somebody, uh, he looks like he's you know playing very well. Um, so that that's somebody that I want to take a look at and see if he's able to get some uh, some time out there because I, I don't think he's really in line to necessarily make the team, uh, but I do think that you know he's shown that he's a pretty talented player. Uh, so you know that's definitely a guy to take an eye on, and I imagine you're going to get you know the uh, uh, the usual. Uh, you know, you will get Leatherwood some, you'll get James some on the line. John Simpson has been banged up a little bit. Um, you know, there there's there's some depth guys there that I think they want to take a look at. Jimmy Morrissey is the uh, the center that they drafted this year behind James and Nick Martin. I think he'll get some time. He actually looked pretty good and stretches. He was out there when they were really mauling the defensive line uh, last week against the Seahawks. Um there, there's there's a bunch of depth guys that they have. Jared Jones Smith, another guy uh on out the outside that you know they're gonna take a look at, but uh, there's a ton of names, a ton of bodies there, and um, I think guys that are more than capable, they just want to get a look at them.
0: 12 minutes away from uh, getting the Ram side of the actual preseason game as we'll talk to one of the experts from The Athletic.
1: It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. fight to the death that french fries are the most popular food item in the world that no oh, one doesn't like no them. way I, there are there, no people who don't like french fries. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fry guy right now, I'll tell you. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: You see, you're just making that up. Most people, if you offer someone pizza, what, are you no, no, what do you are normally There are tons of people who would What do you eat normally pizza? get what, when you go to any restaurant? What are they going to always have? A cheeseburger. That's, any no, restaurant's that's, always going to have that.
1: No, that's not true at all. There are tons of restaurants that don't have a cheeseburger. majority
0: of restaurants are going to have that. <laughs> A big argument on Greeny doing the fat pack. Come on, guys. Don't steal our stuff. Uh, National Potato Day yesterday. As Greeny heard there with his co-host, Bubba. Adam, the argument was fries are the most popular food in the world. The crew on Greeny came back with pizza and hamburgers or cheeseburgers. Mm. I'm like 51% with Greenie, but I think pizza makes a real run, and I also disagree with Greenie. And I also, come on, uh, I like Greenie. He does a good show. He's a male model or whatever he is, like 55 years old. He doesn't eat anything. He weighs 140 pounds. (laughs) So, bro, the restaurants you go to, yeah, they may not have cheeseburgers. The great unwashed, the rest of us, you can get a hamburger almost anywhere, including Chinese restaurants sometimes. Because they're like, we have to have food for dummies who don't want to eat Asian food. <laughs> so, like, when he's like, that's not right. I'm like, he actually is accurate. Just because you're upper crust. And, like I said, you weigh 114. The rest of the world is a little bit different when it comes to what restaurants they go to and what we eat.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the majority of restaurants are going to have a hamburger. I'm like, Greeny's, Greeny eats at French restaurants every night. And he's like, God, I never see <laughs> hamburgers on the menu. Right. Uh, okay, I guess not. Uh,
0: I, I think... I mean, I feel like it's pizza though. That's what I thought. I think it's I think it's dead even uh, in terms. Well, it's also where is it the most? Pop, I mean, is it just the United States? I mean, if you put a piece of pizza, you can only have the pizza or the fries. He's wrong. I think most people will go to the pizza. But then he was like, I know lots of people don't eat pizza. Yeah, like lactose intolerant people. But I also know a lot of people who are health nuts who aren't going to eat any kind of starch. Mm, they, they don't. Eat, they don't. They don't. Fries.
2: But it's not, it's not the, isn't it what's the most prevalent? Not necessarily, uh, it's tough because I, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I think the obvious answer is rice, right?
0: Well, someone came up with bread and he was like, whoa, like, yeah, because he probably doesn't eat bread either because <laughs> you can't weigh 114 at six feet tall. Like, like worldwide, yeah, rice and bread. There's a lot of people who don't have a, you know what, the, you know, to whatever. I actually said, you know what, before, <laughs> All said, right? Yes, whatever. A pot to piss um, Yeah, like. Because you can't like, say pot. <laughs> I know. At the most basic level, yes, it's rice and bread. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so. actually, the potato itself, obviously, is a staple. So it's a good discussion. Good fat pack. Sure. Thanks, guys. We appreciate the suggestion there. But,
2: by the way, also, like, just going back a second, uh, when we were talking about the Raiders and their preseason and not playing anybody, um, my thought was, like, why would you play anybody? It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. And then as I was about to say it, uh, we've got the Chiefs game on in the t- in the studio, and Pat Mahomes came walking on the field, and I was like,
0: "Okay, wow. well, I, guess, I guess you can play your starters." Uh, Big Andy. Speaking of cheeseburgers, right? Sure. Uh, Rolling Mahomes out there. Uh, real quick hit here because I know the story is still developing. Um, where are we with this, this this tax issue, unpaid taxes? We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Loans going back to the mid '90s with the Raiders.
2: I mean, there, there's a lot of different theories, a lot of different stories out there. Uh, many of them are conflicting. Uh, it, I mean, the the one that is the most, um, I guess, shared and the most uh, feasible is an issue. You know, it's, it's an issue stemming from a loan from more than a decade ago that a lot of people involved in the organization seem to have think seem to have thought was going to expire and they wouldn't have to pay. It turns out they maybe do and that there would not only be a pay- repayment of the loan, but also interest and potential tax liability on that. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot still developing here. So I think, you know, every, every couple of hours we see something new and somebody say, no, that's not true. Actually. It's this. No, that's not true. Actually. It's this. Uh, we're kind of in that, that realm right now.
0: Uh, up next, let's talk uh Ram side of things in this Raiders Rams preseason game with Jordan Rodriguez. And we'll find out if Stafford's going to play. I mean, at a, at a- base level the, the wolf man has to play doesn't he finley toyota in the valley auto mall has the largest toyota service facility in nevada
1: it's fun because like i said i normally don't even strap on my helmet for practice because we don't we thug but we don't hit hard enough you know what i'm saying so we came out there we got a little physicals. It, it was just made it fun for me it, it felt like a game um and it really brought the energy and the juice to practice that we needed um, so I, it's, it's been fun to me. I can't really wait to the season starts. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Findlay Toyota studio. The
0: voice of Josh Jacobs, Raider Running Back, talking about the joint practices with the Rams. Uh, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> uh, we bring in uh, Jordan Rodriguez, who's going to help us preview the Rams side of things from the Athletic. Jordan, how are you?
3: I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on today.
0: We appreciate you coming on. Are uh, both of the teams tomorrow night just going to run to the middle of the field as they walk out and just start throwing on each other?
3: (laughs) I'm kind of interested to see, especially when those early, early special teams drills start going because those are what escalated things a little bit uh, yesterday. So when the punters and the gunners are warming up, you know, those very early minutes of the on-field stuff, Kind of curious. Might have my binoculars trained down there on that field. <laughs> it,
2: it seemed like it was kind of building uh, for for both days. It wasn't anything serious flaring up, but just little skirmishes here and there. Did Did you get the sense this is how it was going to end?
3: Yeah, you kind of felt like uh, it was building, and the fact that you know the the actual like the biggest fight, the one that coaches had a hard time breaking up, um, that happened with like eight periods left. Or excuse me, eight plays late uh, left in in one period left. So the players obviously get that script before practice. So they knew like when, you know, if it was close to the end of the day. Oh, by the way, the same gunner drills and coverage drills that sort of started everything off on uh, Wednesday, those were also put at the end of the day. So I think they, I think it was a little bit, uh, I don't want to say premeditated, but I think everybody kind of knew that that was the point of time where things would probably go down.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll first, uh, before we move on, send you our condolences because I saw you had dinner with uh, Tashan and Vic, uh, and, you know, <laughs> we, we did not send our best down to L.A., so I hope, I hope that was okay. Uh, but what, what did you think? We want to get to the Rams. What did you think of the Raiders, just kind of seeing them up close?
3: You know what? I thought it was really fun watching them because um, I obviously – I cover the Rams, and I'm um, basically embedded there, so covering them day in and day out. So I don't get a lot of opportunities to watch closely – another team and um, things that I, I, you know, you kind of just go off things that you had read or heard from them last year. And to me, it was a completely different team than I expected to come and show up in thousand Oaks, Um, like top to bottom from the energy levels that they were bringing as as players and also as a coaching staff. um, And then also just like, I, I was not expecting the defense to play the way they did. They were physical, they were fast. Um, they flowed to the ball as one unit, particularly in the secondary, um, which I thought was really interesting. It's not something that I had read a lot about last year. And they played with a lot of joy. I mean, I, it's hard to describe because that's something that I felt obviously watching the Rams secondary uh, in 2020, which was in the Rams defense as a whole, which obviously we know what kind of numbers that they put up. But the Raiders were the ones that brought that level of energy and played with sort of that freeness and that joy. Um, I don't know if it was the fact that it was about 30 degrees colder in Thousand Oaks than usual it usually is for them in Davis, but, man, they were they were fun, and they flew around, especially that first day. You know, picked Matthew Stafford three times, a lot, lot cleaner day from Stafford the next day, but they still brought it and, and were conceptually where they needed to be. So I, I thought it was really interesting, and um, interesting to see that news being shaken out, too. Well,
2: do, do you think there was, I mean, I know every time there's practice reports and people like to really get worked up and freak out about it. I I thought maybe a little (laughs) bit of it may have been the Rams had already had some joint practices. They already seen some other teams. The Raiders hadn't like that might be a little bit, little bit of an edge for the, for the Raiders too. to, they're the ones that have not seen this yet at all.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I think part of it, um, and I'm not going to obviously like speculate, but I do think that part of it was, um, the Rams came into that first day and, and I think they also thought they were going to be installing a bunch of new, their new stuff and they were doing it in a closed environment. So with the Cowboys, there was a live stream going the entire time. So they didn't get to install, actually install their live stuff. And obviously a lot of practices are scripted in training camps. So, and then there's a crowd everywhere and secrets get shared and all of that. So this is a real opportunity. So I think they, they went into it on a Wednesday sort of thinking like we're going to just try things today offensively. And then, to me, on Thursday, it felt a lot more even on both sides in terms of the level of competition and then the level of, um, sort of technicality that both teams were bringing to the to the table at that point.
0: Jordan Rodriguez with us from the Athletic covers. The Rams, tell uh, talking about the uh, last couple of days of the uh, joint practices. I'm, gl- I'm glad you put it that way, that uh, Thursday was more even, Wednesday was not, and maybe there was a reason for that, because we were trying to explain to the audience here in Vegas, well, you know, uh, Raiders fans want to see Hunter Renfro do really well. Um, let's relax on what happened that first day, and especially with Jalen Ramsey, who came out afterwards and was like, are you folks kidding me with this, you know, chatter about practice? <laughs>
3: Yeah, that was, uh, that was a, that was a fun sequence of events. And, uh, you know, I think that both of them ultimately are probably pretty glad that they got to see each other, um, across the line of scrimmage as often as they did that first day. And the thing with, I think, some of the, um, the situationals there is, you know, I I think it just was a really good battle. Um, you know, Jalen had a couple stops. Hunter had, uh, obviously a couple of really great catches, including one that was up high over the air that I think drew A lot of excitement especially from his sideline um but then also you know there there is some structures and and different things with with the defense to keep in mind in terms of like who's supposed to bump over and help side on the up part of that out and up that he ran the thing that i thought was really interesting about what he was doing is the amount of space he was creating for himself in the middle of the field which as you guys know is so much the, the most clogged portion of the field and so it was a challenge. It was uh, a good challenge for Jalen Ramsey, who's playing uh, largely in the slot, to have. And also, the Rams needed to see what their outside corner, um, David Long, was going to be able to do when he was supposed to come over and help, particularly um, when they sort of um, widened uh, Renfro's route tree a little bit so he could get those out and ups in. Well, you know, Jalen's supposed to cover the flat, and then David Long is supposed to come over and cover the up. Uh, it's basically play down on the up portion of that route. And then, and that didn't happen. So I think that that uh, definitely was something that they went back into the the film room the next that night. And then, Big Jalen got on Twitter that night too. <laughs> and then they they had a discussion about that one.
0: Preseason game tomorrow night, seven o'clock start. SoFi. Who's playing quarterback for the Rams?
3: You know, we're going to see a lot of Bryce Perkins and a lot of Duck Hodges. I don't think John Walter's going to play any uh, backup or any any type of snaps during the season he actually just had an appendectomy about a week and a half two weeks ago so you're going to see a lot of Bryce Perkins who played very very well in the preseason opener so I think he should he should get the starting nod um tomorrow night and they'll probably do a pretty even split between himself and and Dak Hodges
0: give me the uh one problem area that you think the Rams are worried about and they really need to fortify and get some answers before the beginning of the season
3: yeah, you know, I do think that they're, uh, I don't know if concerned is the right word, but they're very much exploring what that outside corner opposite Darius Williams is when Jalen is specifically in the slot. And they are putting a lot on David Long's shoulders, especially early in the year. And he also drew the short straw against the Cowboys as well, against a couple of guys, including C.D. Lamb on that side. So they really are wanting to see how he's growing, how he's developing. Um, and then the run game, obviously, Um They're not really – it's really hard to tell uh, a lot of times in these these scrimmages, these joint practices, because, you know, they're only side tackling. Nobody's going to the ground. So the preseason games are going to be huge in terms of figuring out who who are the guys behind Daryl Henderson. How do you get a cadence going? um, What's the carry share? What's the the snap share? And who can really impress you in certain situationals? Um, And there's two guys uh, in uh, Jake Funk and Xavier Jones who are kind of lobbying for a little bit more of that carry share. And um, definitely uh, lobbying to complement Daryl Henderson in the run game.
0: So, all right, good, good, Adam. Look, go.
2: Is this to you? Is this an all-in season for the Rams?
3: I mean, it kind of has to be, right? Like going that, pushing your chips that far in. Uh, sorry about the Las Vegas pun there, <laughs> but pushing your pushing your chips that far in on the quarterback that Sean McVay specifically sort of pounded the table for um, with the Super Bowl, also in Los Angeles at this you know five billion dollar stadium that they built i think it kind of has to be i think it it, you know i wouldn't say it's an all or nothing season but it definitely is one with higher expectations than i believe that they have faced since they've moved back to los angeles and um that that is not a light statement because sean McVay brings with him those kinds of expectations and they're higher than ever i think this year particularly with the stakes being what they are
0: jordan really good spot we appreciate it enjoy the game tomorrow night okay
3: Hey, guys, thanks so much. I really appreciate you having me, and, and y'all
0: take care. Yeah, check out the athletic, excellent Rams coverage. Uh, Jordan's been covering the NFL for a while. and uh, Really good stuff there, kind of what Adam was hinting at a couple of days ago with the whole uh, Renfro-destroyed Ramsey stuff. I loved hearing your talk about what Ramsey's responsibility was on some of those Renfro plays and who may really be at fault. And as you pointed out, Adam, Uh, part of it was Renfro. Listen, we're in Vegas. I want to see who the Raiders do well. I think Hunter Renfro turned out to be a really good receiver. But when it got – it started getting picked up by the Raiders' blogs. Like, ah, he toasted him, he killed him. And, you know, you mentioned, hey, the other guy who deserved credit on the play was actually Derek Carr because he made a brilliant play when, you know, when Renfro was shaking loose of of Ramsey. And as she said, uh, then the the guy behind Ramsey freaking blew it and didn't provide the coverage he was supposed to. But Carr did a lot on the play.
2: Yeah, I mean, the shoulder fake is what – really freedom down the sideline. And, you know, I think a lot of times people get way too laser focused on one part of a play. Like, it's a reason it's a team game, right? Like, everybody's plays lead to whatever goes on in the field, whether good or bad uh, for the most part. And you can have a great play on a play that goes badly for your team. But usually when something goes right, it's because everybody did their job well, and Derek Carr certainly did his job well on that play to make Hunter Renfro look even better.
0: Uh, coming up, we do have to get some more wrestling in just for Adam as uh, we have a great partnership. Wrestling is working with one of the big leagues, uh, hint, hint, on some uh, new championship title belts.
1: Stick around. Cofield & Company returns in minutes in the Finley Toyota Studios. Cofield & Company presents... Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: Bigger, bigger.
1: Grab Bag.
0: Don't touch it. Don't even look at it.
1: Only on ESPN Las Vegas. What's, what's, what's Put
0: your hand in there, Dave. Adam, do you have something uh, big coming up in the paper for SummerSlam tomorrow? Uh, should be hitting the
2: website any minute. And, uh, yeah, uh, you can read in the paper tomorrow. Just a, a preview of SummerSlam and what's going on. Really more um, the WWE coming to Las Vegas and especially... Doing it on a Saturday night, which is very unusual for the WWE and, uh, you know, maybe not the biggest market for for them in the past. But, um, you know, the, the new president of WWE is a Las Vegas native, uh, Bonanza High School and UNLV. And um, he just said, hey, listen, maybe it hasn't been the biggest in the past, but this is an event town and this is a Saturday night town. And so, you know, we're going to show that it
0: can be done here and it's the start of bigger things in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, break it down for me. Uh, who wins, Cena or Reigns?
2: Um, I don't know much about either of those people. Well, Roman Reigns is a bad guy now. Roman Reigns called me, so I guess I'll I'll, I'll pick him. Did he respond? Yeah, he called me.
0: Oh, nice. Did you uh, Did you actually do part? I thought you were going to do a feature on him and make it just only football and his family background. I
2: talked about football a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I talked. I actually talked about like what is what is his Las Vegas experiences like? Like, what does he like to do in Las Vegas? And And? he said, he said him and his wife like to literally just like to sit in like crowded areas and just watch people.
0: Okay. That's kind of funny. Yeah. People watch. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, when, when you ask a question, Hey, when you come to Vegas, what do you like to do? And part of the response is me and my wife, forget it. That's true. Nothing against the ladies out there.
2: Well, I also talked to someone named Drew McIntyre.
0: I I uh I think he's I think he's a pretty big star. Is he not he's or an upcomer?
2: Former champion? He's Scottish? Oh boy. Really good dude. How'd that go? Uh last him like what his Las Vegas is like and he's like not like it was in my 20s. Oh really? <laughs> Which I was
0: like all right. Let's get into that. And well he you got to read the story. You got to read the
2: story. Read the story.
0: You got to read the story. Uh Lashley Goldberg, what happens? Oh, uh Bobby Lashley beats him in like 30 seconds. Are you a fan of the Mysterio brothers? There's brothers. Isn't son? I don't know. Son? If I, the I, don't know son. If I don't know if they're really brothers. Um, I, I don't know. I don't uh, either. I tried to get you, and then you tried to ask me a follow up, and now you got me. Are they? I mean, I, I was looking for some
2: lines, some betting lines.
0: Do they have betting lines only on WrestleMania or SummerSlam
2: too? I, know, I feel like they've got to be out there somewhere. I, I found a lot. I saw like Bobby Lashley was like minus six dollars.
0: Really? Against yeah. Goldberg? Yeah. Goldberg's a legend. He does that <laughs> I and mean, He's like 54 years old. He is 54, yeah. He's in pretty decent shape. I mean, uh, I, don't, WWE... I don't think he has much stamina. By, by the way, are you... We've talked about this before. Go in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. We do know a lot of really smart people, and this is not to dig on them, who really love wrestling. We do. And I find out, like, every day, I'm like, oh, oh that, that person's a wrestling person. Um, like, our... our uh, our buddy Damian Barling in uh, Sacramento, who we had on all last year, is kind of a Niners and Raiders guy. Um, he he was he was tweeting out tonight about like AEW. Oh, you people, just you never know who's going to be a wrestling fan.
2: People love AEW too. It's like the it's like the hipster
0: brand. Sure, the anti WWE, the upstart, well, right?
2: Believe me, I I mean I'm I'm playing this. I actually have read a lot about wrestling the last couple of days because that's what I do when I work on stories. I do a lot of research, and uh, there's a lot of speculation that. Something really massive could happen at AEW tonight and that the WWE would then have to respond what? tomorrow. Like they'd really? have to do something big to get the to win back the news cycle.
0: Yeah, I feel like the heyday of the whole warring thing was actually back what, like mid nineties. Yeah, kinda mid nineties, when WCW was doing well and really funded by TBS. And they took Hogan. So- well, they took they took a lot of the guys, right? They had the NWO, and then you had the Hogan heel turn going to the <laughs> NWO, which is like one of the greatest moments ever. Uh, heel turns are great; they are. Um, I mean, and and, and sneak attacks—it's it's just such a part of wrestling. Sure, oh, I'm sure These, there's going
2: to be some tomorrow.
0: Yeah, the sneak attack. I mean, if I go way back, I always reference, and now now it's just it's so far in the past, no one has any idea what the hell I'm talking about. But it's the uh, the whole. Mentor student, and the student turns oh, sure. on the mentor. Like going way back, it was Bruno Sammartino and Larry Zabisco. What? Which is freaking <laughs> awesome. And then, and then the great, the, well, obviously, the greatest moment of, of like pure rage slash acting, but it looked like real rage was the coconut and Snooka and Roddy Piper, where Snooka got smashed in the head by the coconut. And then Roddy Piper ran and Snooka ripped down the whole Piper's Pit set. Okay. By the way, I, I used to watch a little wrestling.
2: It sounds like it. Didn't uh <laughs> didn't Miss Elizabeth R.I.P. uh turn on Macho Man R.I.P. Uh didn't didn't she turn on him at some point?
0: I think she did. Yeah, I think that happened. No, was that a, was was that suggested to be like an infidelity issue too?
2: Yeah, I think that... and I think like honky tonk man tried to hit him with a guitar and accidentally hit her or something.
0: I mean something that's crazy. rough. That's rough.
2: There's a there's a whole history going back. Yes. Yeah. Uh I mean like Tomorrow, uh, Goldberg's kid is, like, really into Goldberg. Like, he's, you know, I think part of the storyline is that Goldberg wanted to come I, back so
0: his kid could watch him. I thought I saw him on st- – I saw a picture of Goldberg, like, walking out, and I, there was, like, some skinny young kid was next to him. I'm like, who is that? Is that a wrestler? No, I think it's his kid. Well,
2: like, what if his kid turns on him tomorrow?
0: God, that that's good organic action that could happen. I almost said, <laughs> right, Wouldn't that be tremendous? Be awesome! Oh my god! You can write for this stuff, man. You're good. Yeah, good. I mentioned title belts. Uh, Of all the sports (laughs) that are linking up with WWE, baseball, MLB is going to have championship title belts featuring the logos of all 30 MLB teams. (laughs) Okay, I will have I will have a Yankee belt very soon, just that (laughs) I wear around. Will you? Yes. Back in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, Mom, no conflict Friday. is
2: still playing in the second quarter, by the way. You're amazed by that.
0: No conflict Friday, no sadness Friday. But I got to say, uh, I could see the devastation on Ari's face when we talked about this before the show. Um, only fans. Apparently, creators will continue to be allowed to post content oh, containing nudity as long as it's consistent with our acceptable use policy. Uh, and then our buddy Xavier Pope said that only fans – exists for, uh, simply for porn. So for the most part, well, th- no, and this is, not is tru- this is this, st-
2: <laughs> of course it is. Uh, this
0: is, this is the, Oh, he's a big backer of the, yeah. the, the, the no, true arts. No, I'm not exactly sure how, but there are other ways, especially for celebrities. Like there are actually other, well, other ways. That's but- a, That's actually the big complaint is that you had all right. these hard workers, women who are monetizing, whatever they do, Good uh, them. we're getting, were, we're all pissed off because celebrities were coming on almost calling too much attention to it and bringing it above board, and it's like, you're going to ruin this whole thing for us.
2: Yeah, and, and the issue is, much like we've seen in the marijuana business, uh, where one of the reasons it was hard to kind of implement in certain states was because um, it's still illegal federally, and so it would be tough to deal with banks and you know credit cards and that sort of thing, and it sounds like that's the problem OnlyFans has run into where they're having trouble with financial institutions, which is one of the only good arguments for crypto that's out there.
0: Innocent coincidence here. Uh, I don't know if you saw that uh, Rachel Dolezal just started an OnlyFans page. Oh, that's the end.
2: <laughs> Why? No, nobody's buying that.
0: What do you mean? You okay. don't know what she's going to be doing with it. You oh. don't know if she's going to go like porn route. She's like, isn't she like forty-five years old?
2: Well, at least I know a gift. So say that I don't pay attention. I'm not good at buying
0: gifts. Let's see. Oh, that wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> a surprise subscription of Rachel Dolezal for Ari. Uh, Ari, Ari lit up when I mentioned the name. Candy. All right, Adam. Thanks for coming in and doing the hour, man. We appreciate it. Of course. Great job booking the show by Ari. Have a great weekend.